0: Edge episode 7 starting off 2022 20 actually actually 22 days
1: late. <laughs> perfect perfect right i mean 22 yeah. days in 2022 i mean that couldn't have done that any better i just
0: realized that as yeah. right now yep but uh today's topic is going to be a more serious topic but hopefully we can be you know lighthearted about it uh it's about death so we're going to navigate these waters
1: yeah how how are we seeing fit here yeah yeah, I mean it's 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 something that everybody has to deal with. Everybody goes through it. Uh, everybody will experience it. Yeah, uh, it's and, inevitable. And but you know, and, and it's mentioned a lot within the church walls, but never really fully embraced and and topic. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I would say the most most common thing they talk about with death in, in, in the church world is probably just Jesus, Jesus death. Right, but then, meanwhile, you know they wait for funerals to explain things to people, which probably not a good thing, so that that's kind of kind of where I'm at with all this. I just like to really kind of hit the topic and talk about it a little bit and see where we go with it um you know what not but yeah i mean uh isaiah what was your uh what was your very first experience with uh with death? do you remember my f-
0: first experience with death I was seven. Oh, I think I just turned seven. I, I just turned seven years old. Okay. Okay. My grandfather died. Okay. Very suddenly had a massive heart attack. You know, Yeah. it was a whole thing. I remember understanding that he had passed away, not knowing what death was fully. And my way of coping with it was at the funeral home when they had the viewing and everything. There was a lot of people. I think you were there. I'm pretty sure. At that
1: that viewing i believe it was it was a long time ago it was yeah it, it, yeah. it was at the
0: viewing. anyway so there was a lot of people and my way of coping was to separate myself from everybody so i went you know i was a short little guy i went and sat underneath one of the coffee tables in the funeral home and just sat there processing everything because i didn't want to deal with all the people because i deal with social anxiety so at seven years old coping with death and social anxiety i was like i'm just gonna sit under here and mind my own business and people kept checking on me saying are you okay are you okay you need to cry, you know, you can let it out. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm fine. I'm just sitting here. So that was my way of coming with, you know, the first time experiencing death. Um, so that's all
1: I really remember
0: of that experience. Past that. Yeah. So
1: what was yours? Well, mine, uh, kind of building up a little bit, mine was similar ages. I might be a little bit younger. I think I might have been five or six. I, I can't really quote myself on that. Um, but we were, we were living in the city of Hagerstown in Maryland, uh, and, uh, there every day after every day I used, to get off the bus, as a matter of fact, I was in first grade, kindergarten, first grade, to whatever age that was, Mm -hmm. um, and get off the bus, and after I get done with homework, I go next door to my neighbor's house, which was this older lady, and of course, to me, all I saw was, you know, just a lady, you know, a lady. But, but she was lonely, and I used to go over there and uh, just share with her what I learned in school that day. And, you know, she'd ask questions. I'd tell her about it. I, I imagine what it was back then was she showed interest to in me. Therefore, as a kid, I responded. Um, and, you know, uh, the time went by and things happened, and we had to move away from that area. And when we did, it probably wasn't too long after being in the house that we had moved into across town, you know, another street. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom gets a phone call. Of course, back in the '80s, you know we, you know, had corded phones. so You can picture this. I'm in the kitchen playing with my little toys on the kitchen floor, and uh, and my mom answers the phone. And of course, she her face goes from you know happy to talk to whoever's on the phone to suddenly her face dropped. And as a kid, I realized something's wrong. And she looked down at me as she hung the phone. She goes, "Ryan, I got to tell you something." She, I'm like, "Okay," because you know, and she proceeded to tell me that this person passed away and um and i I was just devastated right there I remember that. I said, and the first thing that happened in my mind was that can't be true that's not true that's not true. I just saw her i couldn't it, it was difficult to accept that this thing happened, yeah, And, you know there's no way and then and then shock we'll, right it was just shock, uh like you went to a funeral, and then cause my first funeral ever, you know, and i'm- yeah. wa- walking in uh too short to look over the casket obviously so I'd be picked up and looked I'm looking down. That's how I was. You know. And you know I'm looking at her and and that's where I lost my faculties with holding tears back. I just mm-hmm. I realized that this is real. Right. And you know, so that that was that was hard. Um you know that that was definitely the first marker of dealing with uh death in general, you know, and you know, and, and there's in and, and everybody really just deals with death in so many ways you know with uh it's just a a very wide variety of emotions
0: yeah like for instance everybody assumes oh you gotta cry to let it all out you know some people do cry personally I don't you know nine times out of ten so my way of dealing with with it is very different than how most other people do so as a kid no one ever understood that for me like why don't you show no emotion why don't you why aren't you upset and sad it's like well I am but I respond differently. Right. So you may be different. Maybe. But I think it's important people understand that because there's a lot of people out there the same way as I am, but people think that there's something wrong with them. Or they're like they're right. cold hearted or something or blah blah.
1: Right. And where in fact uh there's nothing wrong No. It's, um, it's just the yeah. way you respond. Yeah, it's just response and, and and unfortunately a culture will paint a picture that doesn't this in one one size does not fit all when it right. comes to this. Exactly. Um the one size that does fit all that should be there is op- everybody should be open to talk about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find out there's a lot of people that will start talking about this and they will run from the topic because again it's denial. Is don't want to face the inevitability, right? Or or even better yet, um, sometimes when the people realize, well, I can't control death, it's going to just happen, and the mystery of when, yeah, and how. Um, you know, sometimes you know people have the ability to prepare for things sometimes and sometimes people don't have the ability to prepare for things you know you know so it happens suddenly and quickly for whatever reason you know so you know you know the preparation for death is is very difficult very difficult and um you know, just recently and lost a another family member you know m- myself my yeah. wife and I's family member and there was there was some time for preparation for that one. There was, you know, obvious what was going on, you know, health deteriorating, et cetera, and you know, what was yeah. happening. So the family was able to prepare a little bit better. Where whereas, you know, in, in times past, when you just get that phone call dead center in the middle of the night, so and so has passed away, you know, because of a heart attack or because of a car accident or who knows what. Whatever. Um, means. you know that 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 sudden trauma can be a lot harder to prepare for because you don't really prepare for it. You just you just go, you know, uh, you just go, oh, man, I just talked to that person like five days ago, and I didn't yeah. have a chance to ever say anything else it's again. It's
0: absolute shock, because yeah. you just can't believe you're like, wait a minute, how I process this? Yeah.
1: So, I mean. Which is, unfortunately, most of the
0: time how death goes. You don't normally get to prepare at
1: all. Right. So, it, it really brings, brings it to a difficult acceptance, mm-hmm. you know, often leading to denial. Um, you know, it, it really, it really plays hard on the uh, the mindset of a person. Right um and there there's different um they're definitely uh definitely not going to downplay death because I will tell you why you know there's there's many avenues of death where there sometimes there could be a joyous death, you know you you know a person lived a really long life and they're ready to go and they're they're just right. you know they're not suffering they're not anymore. suffering anymore. Yeah. you know where they're going you know you'll see them later. yeah, so i mean you know there sometimes those are it's the easier. easier ones yeah sometimes using that term loosely by the way very very loosely because i mean so, so, so i think separation. I believe would be the hardest uh, is the hardest thing to overcome yeah Um, when you can't make that phone call anymore you can't go to that person's house anymore or you don't wake up beside your spouse the next day or you you know or God forbid your child's no longer there or you know whatever it may be I mean right um so I mean you know one of the things I think we should really bring out in all this is dealing with death oftentimes can very quickly lead to depression very oh, yeah. quickly, oh yeah. Um, sometimes instantaneously, yeah. Sometimes, and again, every person can't stress this enough. Every person is very different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I, I hope I hope anybody listening to this podcast, uh, you know, would realize that maybe next time that they're in front of people that are coping or dealing with things different, however they're coping with it, they'll take a moment and try to empathize that hey, just because they're not going through it the way I would, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're not going through something, right. You know so uh i really hope that that point we get across today a little bit um, absolutely yeah the you know but uh but you know we get we run into depression and then that leads into okay well you know the grieving process you know how long does a person go through that before they find joy again and you i don't know, think there's an answer to there that. is no answer to that
0: there is no answer
1: there's a path to it but there's no answer there's no time frame right um, there's, there's a path, but there's, but there's no real time. There's no real, right. you know, because each, again, each person is going to be different. Right. You know, I mean, you sitting there in the funeral as a child, you know, with, with, you know, with, with your, you know, your grandfather, et cetera, and all that stuff going on. You know, you were starting your process there. That's where your past started. Right. Yeah. You know, That's exactly where what was happening. Whereas fast forward to the future, I had a grandmother that passed away, him back in the nineties, a great grandmother. And she was a very awesome lady. Uh, and, um. I don't think I'd be where I am today without her, you know, honestly, and you know, I, think about, I think about her, you know, when, when she passed away, I was, it was about three weeks later, it set in, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and all of
1: a sudden, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with the process, and I think the reason for that was because over the course of a year, she suffered greatly uh, with, a, with the ailment of health, and it slowly deteriorated. So we, we saw there were times, I believe, there was a bit of numbness that set in there.
0: There was It was drawn out. Too, too right. You so, just couldn't process you
1: know, it. Right. So it just, again, every scenario is different. Every, uh, every uh, time and process is different. Um, right. You know, I think patience would be a big issue in this for people. Um, yeah,
0: patience. Um, in the midst of that, some people deal with anger. Anger, yeah, anger definitely, the, definitely depending on the situation, which can definitely be understandable. Yep, absolutely. Uh,
1: another another major one would be regret. Um, yeah, you that's know, another one. didn't have a chance to say something to that person and the, the make things they, right. Make things right, or maybe you wanted to say something and never did. Mm-hmm. You know, and now again, the separation of it all. It's the um, what ifs. Yeah, it's a lot of the what if, it's the mystery of it. Again, yes, um, yeah, so, I mean, again, the. the the inevitability of of death, always here. It's always it's just like it's just a matter of when your numbers drawn, if you will. Right. Um, and you know so so how how do you go from that stage of whether whatever emotion you're experiencing, you know, however you're dealing, if you will, I'm, I use that word dealing with lightly because that there's you know that may not be processing it. Yeah, processing. You know, how do you go from that to again finding joy again you know so i think the very best thing to do first uh, the very the most simplest thing to do is go to the funerals go to the memorials uh, you know uh, do you gotta grieve it yeah you gotta grieve you got listen you can't skip that stuff no you just can't do it um however that is some some people some people don't cry some people laugh yeah, I mean, some people
0: okay so some people will show up to funerals, you know, uh you know the viewings and stuff. This is what I do personally. Uh and you go and discuss with people, you know, the memories you had with right. them and like the fun times you had and the funny things that was said or has happened between that individual, you know, that's the way I deal with it. And there's a lot of people to do too. Humor is the only way to get through that. Yeah. Instead of being totally upset even though, you know, you are. Right. But it's a way of processing it.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I think I think uh, finding yeah, finding a way to uh, interact would be a good good thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, not not staying isolated, not not dr- drawing inward. You know, but yeah. finding a way to interact. And that's what I'm saying. Do do the memorials. Do the if you got to go back to the graveside. Uh, I mean, you're not really the person's not really there. But believe me when I say it helps. It's the it's the you know, the intent the intent and the release. That you're going. Yeah. You know, you're you're getting it all. You're getting it out in the air. Right. Um. You know, I mean, that's a really big deal. Sharing the memories. Oh my gosh, you got to do that, that. Is like I mean, in my
0: opinion, like the ultimate way to get yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah
1: and and we're we're talking about all this as though it's based on the idea of of uh someone you knew someone you loved mm-hmm. so but if you're dealing with some but if you've got a post problem where you're dealing with somebody that died that did something very bad to you, and now you now you're dealing with a different type of uh, emotion you're dealing with a unforgiveness, you're dealing with a bitterness, you're dealing with a i um, you know, maybe even a point to where you're like, man, I'm glad that person died right um you know you know that's part of the grieving process, too, believe it or not. Uh, you know, For sure. because suddenly you realize, man, I'm I'm really holding on this something here. I probably shouldn't be holding on to, you know, because if a person dies that did something to you that was heinous, I mean, whether it been extreme, I mean, let's let's just let's just be honest. I mean, there's one of the things we said we're going to do in this podcast is be real yeah so let's let's hit it let's say it's uh let's say that you were a child and you were molested by an aunt or uncle or somebody who knows or a dad or somebody right you know let's say let's say that you were uh you were brutally beaten by somebody or you know abused verbally abused or Emotionally, something mentally, something yeah any something, form of abuse yeah any form of abuse of some kind that created trauma in your life that created an unforgiveness but see now you can't you can't tell them that you forgive them forgive them it's too it's, late it's too late but you still need to con- you still need to confront that because uh because the death happens doesn't mm-hmm. mean that all that stuff disappears. And that still affects you. Yeah, it still affects you and you're alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you still you still gotta deal with the unforgiveness. Yeah, you can't you can't go to the grave with that stuff. Um it, it won't end well. No. You know, so you know, you you know, and, and that's not easy either, but that's still part of a grieving process, believe it or not. Right. Again, not yeah. talked about very much. No, not at all. Um, so hopefully with that being said, we'll kind of open people's minds a little bit to think, hmm, wow, maybe I need to reconsider my feelings. And if, you, and if you are one of those people, okay, let me just say this. If you're one of those people that and you're not sure, all you have to do is think back on a person that's no longer here. And when you think about them, what kind of emotions just flare through you? Mm -hmm. and if it now it's one thing to go oh man that was a horrible experience i'm not talking about the experience i'm talking about does that person still cause you to become angry does that person still cause you to become bitter does that person still cause you to want to rise up and go punch something um if that's the, the answer is yes to that then you're still harboring that unforgiveness and bitterness you're never going to forget anything no okay but you do not, but, you know, through Jesus, we're not meant to hold on to the unforgiveness. There is no forgive and forget. No, there is no forget. That saying is yeah. is not true. No, it's not. So, but we do need to forgive. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's more so for your sake than it is for the dead person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Give yourself peace at night. Yeah. So you can sleep, you know, knowing that you forgave them even though they didn't deserve it.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, just, but do we deserve anything?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, we don't.
1: No. So, I mean... So, it's one of them things. You got to
0: think about it that way. I mean, yeah. none of us deserve but it. But
1: that's still part of dealing with death. And it, and it's, and again, it's, that that's a difficult situation right there. That is a very difficult situation. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to downplay that. Because no. I'm sure somebody hearing this is going to go, man, that just enrages me hearing you guys say that. I mean, you know... and probably. And, and you know what? It probably should enrage you. And the reason yeah. why is because you've got to deal with some inner inner things that shouldn't be there, you know, and it sucks. <laughs> yes. It's very much so to suck. I mean, and, and, and this wasn't in the notes, but if you're in that category, um, I would strongly encourage you to maybe if it, the best option would be to seek out professional counseling.
0: Yeah. True. Um,
1: th- th- that's the best option. Uh, second best option might be to talk to your local pastor or to somebody that is, uh, able to hear your words. Um, I personally, I would refrain from talking to anybody that may know the other party. Uh, I would stay away from that because you want to get a you want to get an unbiased ear to help you navigate uh, through those the, the, those emotions, those things you need to let go. Right. Um. You know, if that you, have no connection you know,
0: to that person whatsoever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I would definitely, definitely. I would highly suggest that. You know? Yeah. For sure. Um. So you know, but you know i guess I mean, kind of moving on here uh you know I, dealing with that, one one of the one of the other things that is often overlooked is people would draw, draw into themselves they go antisocial yeah you know and sometimes that comes more natural to some of us than others um uh the antisocial aspect would be like basically you're withdrawn you're, you're not you're not answering phone calls you're not answering texts, you know you're just you're you're just spun on the idea of this person's no longer here. I can't. Uh, how am I going to live on? How am I going to move on? This this would often apply to probably a spouse or a significant other scenario, mm-hmm. um, or, a kid. you know, or kids, or uh, kids. You know, uh, you know, be, someone that was extremely dear to you, basically, mm-hmm. um, whoever whoever fits that bill. You know, I mean, truthfully, it could have been a pet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, let's let's be real. I mean, people, you know, I mean, I have pets. I mean, you know, Me I've too. had pets, and yeah, you get you get very attached, you love them, and one day they're not here. And you got, and they
0: have very short lives. Yeah, and very it's hard.
1: And it's hard. So I mean, shout out to everybody that loves animals. I mean, hey, it's yeah. not easy, but same, but it's the same thing. You
0: Still got to grieve through that. You'll
1: never yeah. let that go. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's difficult. Yeah. So I mean you know, let's, let's, let's go from, I think we hit all the basic topics. Let's, let's, let's nosedive into some of the harder things. Um, you know, one, one of the, one of the dip most, I'm going to bring out, I guess, the youth pastor thing here, you know, the, the angel question, my, you know, and this happened over the years, a couple of times, at least, if not more, uh, you know, kid comes up or Dean comes up and says, Hey, my, my friend committed suicide. Are they in heaven or hell? Oof. And I'm, and you know, and they, and you know, and and, and, they, and listen, they never give you a warning. No, they don't come out and say, "Hey, I have a question. It's about this and about that." And, and 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 warm up. No, it's just it's always this is what they did. Where are they at? And you know the truth. The, the thing about suicide, and we're and we're going to have it on there. There'll be a banner at the bottom. By the way, if you are thinking about suicide, please don't. Um, you know, reach out to somebody and we'll have the uh, national hotline for it, you know, for the uh, national yeah, the
0: website and the phone number that you can contact somebody. Yeah. National Suicide Prevention
1: out. Hotline. You, I mean, there's somebody on the other end of that line is ready to listen and talk to you and see what they can do to help you get through this. Yeah. You absolutely. Know, reach out, reach out to your, to, to somebody, call your best friend. Not, listen, just because you're going through something doesn't mean everybody around you knows you're going through something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that that that's 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 like enemy. That's like lie number one from Satan. isolation. Yeah, lie number one is nobody cares, nobody sees what you're going through. You'd be better off gone, you know. All, all these things go through your mind, yeah. And you know, and whereas some of those words may hold truth, they're not the truth. Mm-hmm. So you know, so definitely know that isolating yourself or suicide is not the answer not at all it's not the answer. absolutely not at all. um but the answer to the, but but to get back to the question though so what do i tell what have i told kids over the years what i told teens over the years because you know the truth is the bible is absolutely unclear about suicide it's a total gray area yeah i mean it is completely uh the only argument is well god has your days numbered okay that, that's fine god has your days numbered mm-hmm. okay so if you take the, if you decide to take a number earlier than what he had had your days numbered as. He would have
0: technically stepped outside his will.
1: right? But that still doesn't necessarily mean that you're on your way to hell either. Yeah, that you've done lost your so, salvation, right? You lost salvation because here, here's the thing: when you're when you're in a suicidal state, your mind isn't going to be all there. Yeah, because you're dealing with you're dealing with all kinds of thoughts. I mean, you know, you're 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 dealing with with many uh, emotions.
0: And a big point to that is: was there? Drugs involved, like, like, literal, like, over-the-counter, you know, not over-the-counter, but, you know, I mean, prescription drugs, you know, your mind could be altered because of a right. medicine you don't even know is affecting you. So are you responsible right, for exactly. an action you did when you were under the influence?
1: Right. Now, keep now keep in mind, if your mind is clear enough that you know that you're under influence and you're doing these things, then, see, then now, that's now, now you're self-aware. It's conscious. Yeah, exactly. But. But there's um, all kinds of different scenarios. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you, the judge, the. Did you, the, you know you did it? Believe me when I say the judge is out on this one. Because so what I tell the so what I've told the kids over the years is this: that is a judgment seat call. I am not qualified to answer that question. No. And what I mean by judgment seat call is, is that it is where God you stand before God, and God's going to have to be the one to make that decision. Right. Nobody and, else can. I mean, I can only imagine. Okay, you you're here off early. What are you doing here? And you having that conversation. Right. You know, and wherever it goes from there. I I don't know. I don't know, I mean there is suicide if it is a sin, again can't can't confirm or deny that it is, but if suicide is a sin, what difference is that sin from any other sin? Right. They're all the same in God's eyes. Now mind you, suicide will leave a large hole and gap around people around you. And you could know,
0: also cause a domino effect.
1: Domino effect of other things, yes. So, I mean, there is... Not con- to mention,
0: destroy your purpose here on Earth that God already had for you.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a difference in uh, the collateral damage of suicide versus uh, stealing a pack of gum. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> you yeah. still, still both sin. Right. Just <laughs> so, two different tiers here. Yeah. And and the other thing that's tier-wise is just the consequences of the earthly damages, if you will. Right. Um. But when you get to the other side, sin's still just the same. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, just again, stress, please, please, please at least give yourself the favor of trying to reach out to somebody first before you make that decision. Seriously. Because, I mean, you're not coming back on that decision. You know, once it's done, it's over. And you're in the hands of God at that point, whether, you know, which way it goes. You got the famous quote, suicide Um, is a
0: temporary, it is a permanent fix for a temporary issue. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, and I know and it it's very true.
1: Yeah, and, and at the time people that are going through suicide don't don't think it's temporary. They think no, it's, but, it's you know, but permanent. Yeah. Permanent. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you had that there that that that's a that's 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 a death topic that's difficult. Very difficult. You know, then then <clears throat> we, then, then we have my favorite one. I'm going to get a little more sarcastic here. Uh, a little more lighthearted. Well, you just need to move on. Isaiah, from your from dealing with this. It's been two years since, since so-and-so died, and, you know, you just really need to move on. Right. <laughs> that's
0: heartless, first off. That wraps back around to the whole, uh, how long does it take to get to the grieving process? Right. There's no timeline.
1: I mean... Every person's different. I mean, imagine telling it somebody that's been married to somebody for 50 years. Yeah. Okay. Imagine imagine telling it somebody that... They had a difficult time having children, but then later, three years later, the child's three years old and dies from something. Or even 18 years yeah. later, and the kid. Or, or even worse, a stillborn. You know, you carry a child for eight, nine months, and then, you know, again, people have to deal with things the way they see fit. It right. doesn't mean you have to agree, but no. people have to deal with things the way they see fit. And... Um, and we're and we are going to get there is an answer to all this. We're, we're going to get to that here shortly. You know, as far as the the as far as like how would Jesus tell you to deal with this? You know, we're going to get to that here shortly. But we're bringing everything on top here first. I mean, yeah. And now here here here's another one. You know, soldiers coming back from war, or PTSD. Um, Boy, that that topic. That people, you know. Uh having having friends and family members that have come back from war that have actually personally dealt with PTSD, it's a real thing. Oh, it's very much a real thing. It's a real thing. And it is not a lighthearted thing and no. it's not a sweeping down the carpet. It'll be okay thing either. It will stick around yeah.
0: and haunt you forever.
1: Yeah. They they can't unsee what they saw no. and they cannot um necessarily just cope with it either Mm -hmm. you know that's why there's flashbacks that's why there's return questions that's why there's that's why they have that's why they go through these these syndromes Uh, again back to suicide again if you are a soldier and you are thinking about that please don't there is
0: actually a website for that too, which we'll have to find and put up. Yeah, we'll, there is a yeah. particular website for that. Yes. I for, believe it's called twenty one or twenty two a day or something. Like that's yeah. called the soldiers that die every day from yeah.
1: PTSD related things they can't control. Yeah, we'll find that and get that overlaid too on this. But yeah, um but, but yeah, the you, you don't, please don't. You already, you already gave you already gave us a lot for serving the country. I mean, but yeah. don't don't throw it away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Mm. It's not worth it. Um, you know, uh, stick around. We're going to need you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the, um, you know, and, you know, so they're, they're, the, they're the harder topics. You know, again, you know, death is hard, but boy, just uh, it, it, a lot of it comes down to accepting and embracing the inevitable. And that's where, and, and then the separation. So separation meaning on those that are still living, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, the acceptance of I'm living now, but one day I'm not going to and And you know there is a mentality out there of well, I'm just on my way to heaven, and you know I'm just gonna but that's not what Jesus want to do either he He doesn't want us to be like so minded he wants us to enjoy life right he he wants us to continue on living, he wants us to i mean at one point he said, "Let the dead bury the dead, you know yeah. you're alive, live, you know, and you know There's and that's difference. paraphrasing it, but you know that but you know that's more or less what he said. So I do want to read one scripture regarding since we're talking about since we're talking about death Jesus was not afraid to talk about his own death. Um now the the strange thing about Christ though was my goodness he was God in the flesh getting ready to do something that he himself didn't really invent.
0: Yeah, literally. It it, it
1: was a it was a now I mean death death was a separation from himself. I mean that's more or less what it is. It's a consequence. Mm-hmm. The sin. So it's kind of, it's kind of a paradox in a way to hear Jesus say, hey, I'm going to die one day. Something that. Yeah. You would never hear from somebody who's eternal. Right. Eternal. Yeah. I mean, a great, he was born, but didn't necessarily mean that he had to die.
0: Mm-mm.
1: You know, I mean, he could have lived, he could have been still alive. He could have still been in the walking flesh today. You know, but that wasn't the plan, obviously. No. But, but the, uh, but the point is, is that, for someone that can raise people from the dead yet he's going to die himself. He's going to die himself and not raise himself from the dead. The Holy Spirit raised him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is again, the paradox is extreme. <laughs> um you know, but in John chapter 16 verses 19 through 22, let let me just read it real quick. This is kind of the latter end of the uh what was happening. Um it's kind of a repeat I suggest you back and read the whole chapter. you really want to see what's going on entirely, but Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you will see me no more. And after that, a little while you will see me very truly. I tell you, you will weep and mourn. And while the world rejoices, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into this world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. See, Jesus was kind of foreshadowing he's about to die. Mm-hmm. You can tell me he's going to crucify. was inevitable
0: for him if he wanted to pay the penalty for all of
1: us. Yeah, it was inevitable. And... Even though he tried to, to not,
0: if this cup could pass from me. By the oh way. yeah, he he made Don't sure forget that he, part. he yeah, was he, like, Are you, if you were absolutely sure there was like, no other yeah, way. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, Please. if you want to, yeah, if you want to put it in layman's terms, he's like, he's like, Dad, um, is there any other way out of this? Just want to make sure Like that, a
0: final offer here. Do we like yeah, no other offer.
1: Yeah, do we have all? Do we have all the bases covered? I mean, have we have we really thought this the whole way through? He's asking his father that, who is
0: the creator of everything, knows every possibility of anything, and he still is asking.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, because it was, I mean, again, I don't think people, again, people just don't want to talk about death, so they don't want to talk about the craziness of of a supreme being. Being put to death. Being put to death. Yeah. I mean, because that's him relinquishing all control. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know how else to, I don't know if there's human words that really describe this. And, I don't think so either. Honestly, yeah. I mean, every Easter, everybody talks about why well, Jesus died, raised, resurrected, hallelujah, praise God. You know, but but they but they never go into the depth of you know, my goodness, what he had to relinquish. Mm. It was more than just him saying, no, "I give up this, I give up the spirit, I give up the ghost." I mean, he he, he literally everything. I mean, he yeah, he just signed off on his ability to be in control yep and i mean that's that is extreme serious i mean i'm sure every demon in hell probably thought that they won everything at that point yeah uh, they, i mean they, well, of course they're they, they're the end with the fools but point is is you know in that moment yeah in that moment they were like my goodness we just we just, just the son of god what we just, just
0: no control over They're no going back on this <laughs> yeah and he's
1: taking on all the sin yeah and uh you know he's ours <laughs> basically I mean, almost. I imagine they almost probably thought he was going to be uh, held in captivity. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they like, probably did. You know, I mean, like, how does this rules of engagement work? You've never done this before, <laughs> right? Uh. So, I mean, just this craziness of that, you know. But but Jesus was trying to break it down to his disciples easy, just saying, "Hey, you're going to be upset for a little while. It's going to hurt." And they did. Right, right after his death, they all scattered. They went. Some of them went different directions. Some of them went back to uh, fishing again. Some of them found themselves inside their ho- inside their house. A later, Thomas touched Jesus' side yeah, and hands and all that stuff. The only way he believed, the only way he believed, right? You know, but you know, but Jesus Jesus had to kind of snap them back out of it. He's like guys, you know. But but thing is, is that they were all going through a grieving process to themselves. Yeah, and Jesus knew this. He goes, but he said, but there will be joy. And see, that that's the joy I want to talk about for a second. Because this joy is not something that you yourself are going to uh, be able to um, make manifest. Right. This is a joy that is given to you by... Realizing, wait a minute, there is a better tomorrow coming.
0: It's a it's a mental freedom.
1: Yes, and spiritual freedom as well. It, it, it's it's a it's a trifold freedom. Is what I call it, you know, you got your that's flesh. a good term. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, term. it's your it's your flesh. It's your uh, it's your spirit. It's your it's your soul or mentality. You know, it's it's but it's a acceptance of wait a minute, there will be a better tomorrow, because Jesus said that I will have joy. You know, and it's a promise. Right, Basically. as a promise, right? Jesus is not here to listen. This Holy Spirit is not going to let you sit in grief forever. No, he's going to present. He's going to present you opportunities to come out of it. Um, and what better person to know when the right timing is than him? Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes back to earlier. Well, when, how long, or when's the right time? I don't know. But that's, that's like asking when's the day or the hour for Jesus' return. Right. <laughs> Nobody but, knows. Yeah. But if we, if we ignore the spirit or ignore what Jesus says, yeah, then we're leaving ourselves in that spot. Then now, now right. but it goes back to the other thing of where we're, we are uh, kind of like, I don't want to be in disobedient, but we're just not taking heed. We're not helping ourselves. Not helping, yeah. We're not helping ourselves at all. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But anyways, at the end of the day, death is a death is not an easy thing to deal with, um, because of because of it, we have no control over it. Yeah, zero. And if the easy the, the best thing we can do in terms of death is to realize that we have no control. But what we do, what we have been given is life, and if we would just continue to live life to its fullest as much as possible each day, no matter what hell or high water comes. That is where the joy is at,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, to continue living, even through the pain, you know, because there, there's going to be good times going to be bad times, you know, so, but if we continue to push through and continue to live through that and, and know that there are going to be better tomorrows, there are going to be better days, um, I mean, today maybe you don't know where the next, next uh, plate of food going to come from, right? but that's yeah. okay, so there will be a better tomorrow, you know, you know. If you maybe maybe you feel like all your emotions are just bombarding down on you, and that's where the all these other bad thoughts come from. It's okay. There is going to be better tomorrow, but we got to get there. Exactly. You know. You know so one one day at a time, one moment at a time, and put one your trust. Yeah, and put your trust and faith in Christ, and you know, and let the Holy Spirit work with you. Yep. You know, don't I, you know, we can isolate ourselves from God. Oh yeah. I mean, you know that that's a crazy statement too, but we can truly isolate ourselves from God. Mm-hmm. You know my goodness i, I can't imagine if what um you know share a personal story you know and i I shared this over and over with you, but this is a public thing here right so go ahead when i when i was when I was a teenager um barely a teenager probably thirteen years old we um I was dealing with some to, to my world at that time was just extremely negative you know uh I had a dad that didn't want to be around, and if he's listening to this, it's the truth, it doesn't matter. Uh, he he wasn't around. He made a lot of promises, you know, that he, he would say he was going to come get us, never show up. Um, day after day, week after week, et cetera. Um, you know, add that into it, then add into the bitterness of life. couldn't Couldn't seem to make friends at school. Uh, had to constantly prove myself to people to to be accepted. To anything, um, just a lot. I had a, a lot of build up anger inside me from just many different things over the years. Mm-hmm. A lot of it stemmed from just a broken family. And um, with that said, that led to a point where I we I lived in this in the, in this area of West Virginia where there was woods that went miles every direction from where we lived. And we lived in this trailer park. And, and one day I said, you know, what? I walked into the woods and I sat and, and I had every intention of doing this. I sat down and sat down in the woods and I pulled out a knife and I held it to my stomach and I, said, and I said, this is it. I'm done. No one will find me. I'll be decayed by the time we get here. And I mean, I had it just, I was just there and I was done with life. And when when I, and before I was about to do it, I mean, a echoing voice out of nowhere, I mean, there was no one to be seen. Just said, don't do it. And it literally scared me back to life is what I would call it back then. I didn't know Jesus. I had no, I had zero hope. And, you know, today I can tell people that, you know, look, there's hope and that hope's found in Christ, that hope's found in God, no one else is going to give you that hope you know, that you're, that you're looking for. That hope is not attainable from anywhere else. No, that that joy is missing is not obtainable. That now did my life magically change at that point? No, like it did dances. not. No, it actually got worse. <laughs> I mean, you know, house burns down, we moved back to Maryland. But what I didn't know was, as God had a plan, and that plan was, I gave my heart to the Lord with, within a year of that time. And you know that 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 is when the change begin to happen um you know so i it was with that said, I'm not saying tempt God either, Mm-mm. but I'm telling you the spirit of God will provide an exit, you know he will give you that last chance before you get that far gone with coping with with death, you know or thinking that it's the only answer. Death is not meant to be a bad thing. And this is going to sound morbid, but not everybody's
0: going to have the opportunity to tempt God and be like, well, the gun didn't go off.
1: Right. Well, no. This not didn't everybody.
0: happen. This didn't happen. Oh, that car didn't hit me. Well, nope. I missed. I didn't miss that
1: tree. It was only it was only, by, it was only by his grace that I would say that that happened that day. Because yeah. there's no reason why it should have happened. Um, and again, that's not going to happen for everybody. And I'm no, nobody special. It's called tempting God. Yeah. But I, at that time, I wasn't tending God. Yeah, that's the difference. I he was not. No, my, you were,
0: you were. He wasn't even present. He
1: wasn't even in my mind one
0: one bit. That is a big difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, big difference. Yeah, he wasn't even. I didn't even. I, I knew nothing of him, and um, I mean, in my mind that day, I thought, "Who's around me?" I mean, I was like, "Who's here?" You know, because it just it was just a just an echoing voice, and, isolation. Yeah, and you know, isolation. That's what I'm saying. Never. Allow yourself to get to that point, and that's where I was back then. So, I mean, that's why I stress this so badly. You know, don't isolate yourself; it's bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I know we t- hit on that a lot in this. Maybe it's meant for someone to hear. You know, but it's the number one know, thing that causes suicide. Yeah, it is the number one thing, and because
0: everything bombard you, know, you at one time.
1: Yeah, so, so you know, it, it, it just don't just just death death does not have to be. It doesn't have to be darkness. No. Yeah, you know, and death is not meant to be darkness, really. It
0: never, death was never meant to be to begin with. But yeah. No,
1: it wasn't meant to be to begin with, but it was never meant to truly be darkness either, because no. it's just basically a return back to God, right? Good or bad, return back to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add to that? I'm, I'm kind of wrapped up here with my my think, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know?
0: yeah, I don't have a story like that, but yeah.
1: No, I mean, well, it, it, it's not it's not a story that I ever wanted to keep. No, honestly. no,
0: but it's a good story yeah. because you can relate. You, you know, can say that you relate to yeah. how people, yeah, feel it's, who it's tried, right? It's definitely so not, thinking about going through with it. Yeah,
1: it's not a story that I wanted to make or keep or say one day. You know, you know, oh, I need, right. I need to do this for attention. No, uh, no, 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 nothing to do with that. Absolutely But, not. but it happened. Yeah. Um. My my parents kind of and my, my mother's going to watch this later, and she's going to be like, "Oh my goodness, Ryan." I mean, I, I'm not even sure if she fully understood that back then. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. And it wasn't her fault. It wasn't it nobody's fault. Back then, just things, believe want I say, things just weren't pretty, you know, and for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it, it was really no one person's fault. It's just in my world, the, dev, the devil had a plan to crash me. Multiple events you know, led up to one decision. Right. The, dev, the devil has a plan to, to for every human to crash you. They have, he has a plan to take you down. He has a plan to keep you from God. Mm-hmm. And that was his plan for me. Yep. And he failed. Not because of anything I did, but he failed because God, God cared. Right. You know, God, God actually loved me. loved me and said, Hey, no, you don't know. I'm not gonna let you do this. You know, and, and now granted, I could have ignored that voice that day.
0: Very much so I could
1: have. But didn't. Free will. <laughs> um, But, uh, you know, did not But, you know, but still, you know, devil, devil was a plan to take every person out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know I said that a thousand times over the years and in, in kids church class and teen classes and in front of adults, you know. God has a plan to keep you in. Devil has a plan to take you out. <laughs> and you know it's you know why why help him? You know why help the devil? <laughs> and Recognize the signs of yeah. what he's trying to do, such yeah. as isolation. Yep. Keep saying that, but like seriously. Yeah. yeah. So so let me let me just let me just wrap up saying this. If if you're if you're having a hard time dealing with death, find somebody you can talk to. Okay, there's going to be somebody out there that's going that's ready to listen. And probably okay? has already gone through. Probably going through something you're going or going through, through it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, preferably find somebody that you don't know, um, because you'll, you'll connect a lot better because then there's no biased opinions or anything. It's very true. Um, don't harbor unforgiveness. Uh, you know, that will come back to haunt you. That will come back to haunt you. Uh, you know, you know, there's, there's so many things again, you know, uh, I'll, I'll let you close with all the information again. Just maybe we should mention her email again, all that stuff, whatnot. If there's any questions, relating really, you know, all this. Uh,
0: yeah, it'll be across the screen, but info at DovesEdge.com uh, is where you can email us any questions or, you know, anything you want to tell us or you want, you know, maybe topics for us to do. Um, but, yeah, once again, all the information should have been already put on the screen for, you know, suicide prevention and all that. But
1: I don't think
0: uh, we have anything else. Positive. No, I think the
1: other thing I will say is maybe just kind of next week's in the next podcast. You I'll go say ahead and with the next topic. Okay, next yeah. topic will probably yeah. be most likely
0: on dealing with being an introvert, which me, me and Ryan very much so are <laughs> introverts.
1: Yeah. So this is a very, like, we yeah. Said before, irony. Like, uh, two guys are doing a podcast. Yeah, like uh, out in the introverts. open for the whole world to <laughs> see. But we're
0: <laughs> introverts to the max. so yeah. Shout out to the guy from the mall that we saw the other day. <laughs> right. Right.
1: <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that'll be the next
0: episode, episode eight. But uh, yeah, until then, uh, see you guys until the next episode. All right.